Hello, welcome to the Left Wing Back Podcast. The, the first podcast in anger where we preview championship action. It's back up and running and mixed reviews, no doubt, as to whether it should or shouldn't be going ahead. But such is the, the world we live in at the moment that it is it is going ahead for now and hopefully all will remain well. Um, lads, it's probably, I, I've Joe Nolan and, and Stephen Barmick here with me. You're very welcome, lads. It's probably a good place to start. Should should we be having any games at all, do you think? Joe, I'll start with you. Yeah, thanks again, Kevin, for having us on. Um yeah, I suppose it's a strange situation we find ourselves in. Um, you know, starting championship now, and I suppose with a couple of months that we've had, and uh, yeah, it's it's the big question, isn't it? I suppose we've we've all had scares, and I suppose our own club, my own club, Ballinkill, you know, been connected with the old Auckland thing as well. Kind of maybe would change minds, and you know, maybe uh, maybe ask you to ask questions. But I suppose the bigger picture is maybe in some cases that uh, we have to look at. You know, maybe the health and well-being of of people, and you know, I think club games and and the idea of training and getting together collectively at a local level, to me, you know, is a good way. You know, a good way of getting things back up and going. I wouldn't be maybe as you know pro maybe the county setup. I thought maybe this year if we were coming back that we would have maybe been just you know left to the clubs uh, only, and maybe that the county would take a, a back seat. But I suppose the GA maybe have you know. I suppose they have maybe other cash reasons for them to, I'd say, for running the county championship. But, uh, you know, for me personally, I suppose, well, I'd have some reservations about games going back. I, I am delighted to be back and I'm delighted that, you know, clubs are up and going and the lads are, you know, it's a great buzz around there. I, I the clubs I've been speaking to. Yeah, Stephen, you're involved, of course, you're a chairperson of Nair Breed this year and obviously Nair Breed out in action this weekend. But do you go along with what Joe is saying? Yeah, like it's, it's been mad, like we're, the start of March there, just the whole thing bring to a halt and the, the talk then you'd meet someone that'd say, Will we have games? And you'd be thinking it didn't look like we were going to have and like the stuff are taking a lot of work behind the scenes to get to get even out on the field and it's going to be ongoing. And like I was at the county board meeting there uh it was a Monday night and like they basically handed the responsibility of the intermediate champion back to the clubs which is fair enough that they hadn't stewards to do the match at neutral venues. So uh, one thing I agree with you there, it's great to see that the number's back and hopefully it says going. And with the intermediate matches that we're involved in, their match are going to be a home and away. So uh, probably by accident, we're going to have a, a bit more a bit more life in the villages. Like Michel, we're in Michel now Saturday night now at 7 o'clock and I never played a championship match in Michel in my life anyway. I know that for a fact. Uh, I played under, I'd say under 14 was the last game I played down there. All matches were neutral venues. So I said, maybe by accident it's going to bring, it's going to be, it just uh, kind of shows the, the need for a league in Carlo, even though it's a small county, that you're never going to get to play in these places like Bahana, uh, Michel, different places like that in the, for a senior intermediate game. Junior game, you will. But uh, back to the COVID 19, like, we would have been with talking to Joe there over the because Joe himself arranged the game last Wednesday night and things kicked off then in the, in the hours after that then that next morning so we were been on the phone regular to Joe or Michael Dyle and uh, it just shows that you know uh, from a personal perspective and John Hayden would vouch for this like the a lot of the story got a bit dragged away in a uh, certain media aspects and. That was outside the county, and uh, when when you know the facts in the case, or best the best parts of the facts, uh, just it, it's a bit worrying that you know things are sensationalised 
and like everything, the chap is okay, and hopefully we'll we'll learn from that. But I just I thought it was very poor on some people's behalf. As I said, outside the county, not inside the county, the rumor mill that was going, and uh, hopefully that's part. But it's, it's just it's on your own doorstep. You know the people involved. Uh, it, it change your perspective on things now. And look, juvenile level, we're we're working our way back down to juvenile level. We're gone down as far as under sevens now this week, and it's literally bit by bit you're going through it. Uh, the adult championships are starting uh, Friday night, and there'll be a hundred people in Doctor Cullen looking at, uh, or Netwatch Cullen looking at uh, Michael and Sam Mullins. It's been live streamed, so uh, the people will get to see the match. Obviously, there won't be the three or four hundred Sam Mullins lads over on the far side, where normally are in the Michael crowd over on the stand side, so. Hopefully things stay going, and, our, and our, from our own point of view, we're in Michigan Saturday evening at seven o'clock, and Richard Isle is training us, and hopefully things the train has been going well, but it's just been going well in most clubs, so we'll stay going while we can, and but uh, we slept over, we slept very cautious. We do on indeed. On basis. Yeah, and I suppose my, my first concern would have been the mental health of the chap involved with the with the confirmed case last week, and I was outspoken about it on Twitter because. Like some of the, sorry, now to use a bit of bad language, some of the shit going around was absolutely ridiculous. And um, it was added to and added to. And again, stories were ran before sources were confirmed. And it was just, as you say, sensationalizing stuff. Very unfair in the chap. I just said, you know, you stuck up for the chap because, Jesus, fair, fair is fair. You're going through enough. You have the physical aspect of it and then you have the mental strain. Um, yeah, it was the whole thing was just ridiculous and a farce as far as as far as I'm concerned. Um, in terms of how how it was handled outside of the clubs from from a media perspective, in certain media quarters, as as you rightly said, Stephen. But um, I suppose to to bring it back a, a cog or two, then you know, obviously the games are going ahead this again. Stephen, you mentioned um, there's a, a live stream of the game going ahead, uh, the St. Mullins Michel game. Joe, I I thought this was a pretty good opportunity to maybe go with live streaming from the get go, but I know we're um, the county board have informed us that it's unlikely that we will have any sort of a live stream from their end until round four of the championship. Um, I just have a little question mark on that. I thought perhaps maybe we would have had enough time to get something going by now, considering every other county has. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, I suppose, well, first off, anyway, look, it's it's great to hear that. I think the, the two clubs are are going together on on Friday night, and I think we as well are going together on Saturday night to live stream the game as well. Um. I think that's kind of a, an arrangement between the clubs themselves and, you know, paying the cost. Um, I think the county board, uh, you know, when they come on board, I think they'll be looking to put up a paywall maybe, um, you know, and do it like a lot of counties like that. Um, yeah, there was time there, I suppose. Um, it, you know, there, there was time there for, for a lot, well, I suppose a lot of counties have their, their shopping order that way in terms of having the live streaming together. Um, I suppose, look, in fairness, you know, we'd be all very pro it, but I suppose at the same time too, to defend them um, in some ways. Um, you know, I suppose volunteers are, are, are tight and people are tight in, in terms of numbers in there, in terms of organising things sometimes, at times as well. And, um, you know, but it, it will be a great service when it comes on board. And it's great to see that the clubs at the minute are taking the initiative and live streaming for, for different people at the minute. Um, I think I, from the, the word I got out it would be that it'll more than likely be uh, online from a county board point of view in terms of streaming. Um, probably for the tail end of the of Ireland Championship and then for the for the probably the full football championship. But it can probably only that'll probably be only games in um, Dr. Co- in Netwatch Cullen Park. 
Um, whereas I see other counties and clubs, uh, just looking at the Kenny one actually there this morning on Twitter, uh, they're starting off tonight, I think, with a junior game. And I think they have, they have, uh, cameras or, you know, different streaming, um, uh, people set up around the county, um, which will be, I suppose, maybe a more complete service. But look, we are where we are and we have what we have. And I suppose I know for ourselves and for the four clubs involved this weekend in the senior hurling, um, if they can get their hands on a live stream, no matter what the source is, I, I suppose they'll be glad of it too, you know? Uh, absolutely, John. I have to pay a bit of kudos to Casey Lormy, former employers as well, because in fairness to them, they are doing all the games live. Um, there was a time where, I remember from my time down there, that games might have been done full live commentary until perhaps later in the championship, be it, you know, semi-final stage onwards. But my understanding is that um, they are going gung-ho with the group stages, so that's very good. Um, my, my fear would have been perhaps that games mightn't have been seen or heard in in full, but they are now, thankfully, be by streams or by local radio, so you have to say fair play to that, lads. Um, okay, let's let's talk about the games th- themselves then. Um, I felt we had to go and talk about the other stuff first because there's so much going on as to whether we should even be talking about any sort of a game happening. But, we have uh, last year's champions, of course, and Lenser finalists, Sam Mullins, up against Nave One on Friday evening at Netwatch Cullen Park, uh, 7.30 throwing. Um, I suppose you're looking at two of the most successful clubs in, in Carlow Harlan. And yeah, like it's just so hard to know even where to start with these things because obviously lads are back training a little bit, but um, where, where do you even gauge anything here? Well, I suppose a couple of things. I mean, look, you're here and you're hearing how lads are going, maybe, and teams are going in terms of practice matches around. You know, there's a, there's a big go on practice matches there in the last few weeks, and um, you'll be hearing different bits and pieces coming back from from the various clubs. And I suppose also looking back on last year, um, I've, I've actually of all the clubs I've heard uh, least about uh, about Michel and how they're going. Things you know seem to be taking over up there well enough, and they'd always have big numbers in the pitch anyway, which credit to them, but. Um, I think they'll be they they'll be looking, you know, to lay out a big marker against St. Mullins. Like probably being realistic, um, you know, they're you know, that they're probably very disappointed with how last year's championship fared out. I mean, I was awfully impressed with them the first game last year against uh, against Rangers. I mean they were very unlucky probably to to not to win that one. Or well not at least to get something out of it. And I think it really took the the win from their sales because um I was expecting a huge performance against us the second day last year and failed to deliver altogether, you know, and they kind of went out with a bit of a damn squib after in the championship. So I think this year, you know, I think definitely they'll, they'll look to build on, on if, you, if you call it, the first game last year against Rangers uh, and try to bring that performance back again this year um, with something to prove. And I think they, they will, you know, there's always, as Stephen knows and you know as well, there's always a couple of big games in them a year. Um, and they'll take they'll take someone down with them. Um, in terms of Sam Mullins, I mean, look, uh, you know, they are they are where they are, and I suppose people, you know, it's an incredible year last year down in the club, and I think the break actually for them in one way, you know, is good because they could have been rolling back fairly rapidly. You know, had things gone to plan, you would have had a lot of their lads, and their big names involved with Chris with uh, Joe McDonough with Carlo and then you're rolling in straight into a championship after kind of a long year last year. So this kind of COVID break it will actually, you'd imagine, refreshing some of those legs. Um, you know, they are they are the team to beat. They, they are Leinster finalists or county champions. They have some colossal names in their team. Um, and, you know, I, I think they'll be, again, 
they'll be looking to build on their legacy. I think that down there, I suppose, and sometimes maybe we don't necessarily, they don't get the credit and maybe we don't give them the credit sometimes uh, that their county final victories uh, deserve at times. Um, you know, I think year, year on year, we maybe look to, to Mount Leinster Rangers as favourites and maybe some people even talk them up outside of the county and, you know, maybe rightly so in terms of, you know, Leinster uh, possible, you know, going well in Leinster and so on. But, I mean, St. Mullins are there and they've, they've won an incredible amount of county titles in the last number of years with an incredible bunch of players. Um, so I suppose in the game itself, um, you know, I, I think Michael Michel will be looking for big performances. I would, you know, you have the likes of John Michael and, you know, obviously he's their kind of marquee man and they expect an awful lot out of him. But, you know, last year I was very impressed with Brandon Hurland they played. Um, and, you know, maybe Stevie will add to this in a minute as well. I, I thought the, the kind of change from the, the Michel style of old, like they brought out the third midfielder kind of in, Scott, in um, Colin Tracy and he tipped over a good few points and, you know, they're lively tight daily in the middle of the field and things like this. And, well, with Martin Dyle moving around there, you know, and they played a lovely brand of hurling, kind of possession hurling, uh, to maybe suit their, their forwards. And I think that they'll, they'll try to build on this this year. Um, but it'll be a big ask on Friday night, I think, for them. Yeah. Who do you see winning this, Stephen? Well, I, I agree 100% with Joe about the Sam Owens aspect. Uh, the break came at the right time, and it, like James Dyle, Donny played in the National Hurling League games. Um, you know, Sam Mullins there reading the Nationalist there, um, Neil O'Donnell said, like, they have a panel of 22 and they probably have a, a core starting last year that, you know, it was basically the same 16 or 17 starting. Um, with, with the championship being so in often five, six weeks, um, and, and Sam Mullins being no different than probably in the, in the, this would hit them more than anyone, a few injuries. At the wrong time, like you know, we'll, we'll talk about the next game. Like, there's one major player missing in the other game. We'll talk about that later. But, um, I said about Michael, if they can clear up their injuries, they all know. And these lads that are, you know, they've the, the had great, give great service to both club and county. And there's a, there's a, there's definitely one big push in Michael. And I, I, I agree with what Joe said there about their style of play, too. There's no route one now. It's the, it's, it's the aspect is gone. Now, there's always the option there. I'd love to see. John Michael Nolan did you the square for 10 minutes just to see how, how it would go on Paul Doyle just for a physical battle one-on-one -on -one if things weren't going right otherwise. But um, it's it's a game, Michael, like last year, two games I was at Rangers, one against Michael and Alan Killen, very similarly. Game was in the Milton pot, 50 minutes gone, and actually Rangers get 1-1 one, one or 1-2 one, in the game. They have experience over the line, two points in the bag. Uh, were, that's the thing Michael need to do this year if games in that still there with five, six minutes to go to get over the line and it just I don't think there'll be anything other than a puck of ball in it um, I said Sam Mullins panel uh, Paddy Keogh I don't think he's back for, for this uh, so look lads are going to be rare to motor traps there's going to be a lot of uh, intensity in the game and referees are going to be you know there's there's no new rules in this but the uh, the, the football there will be the hurling so, so uh, in six weeks like the whole thing is going to be gone you lose your first game in the championship you're in big trouble no matter who it is to whether it's Bagnestown Ballon Killing Rangers Michael Samuels you lose your first game on a knife edge for the, for the next next game definitely so they'll be looking ahead as a target on their back like Samuels would have always looked at when Michael under pump in the 90s they're winning five and six in a row and it was the other way around but this time like Samuels are coming out Leinster finalists 
the target is in there back this time, big time, and uh, we'll see what, what Friday night will offer. Yeah. Um, is there anything to be said for this format being applied in previous years? I know it's something I would have spoken about, maybe not so much with E2, but to play off the Hurling Championship first and then go play football, rather than having those ridiculous crossovers which led to fixture issues last year. Yeah, well, I, from, from well, my I, point of view, now, Breed definitely, sorry, Joe, uh, 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 suits us because we would have had, we would have had, uh, I wouldn't call it a problem, but uh, just getting lads when the when the football was going on was an issue uh, for different reasons, whether you had teams in three different championships that were uh, definitely fighting for, in four, if you count the Tenerife lads that, you know, were in contention, definitely one or two were definitely going to be contention for knockout stages. And it would definitely suit us this year. It was a nice scene of coming out that was all going to be five or six weeks. Uh, I said, yeah, this is lovely. It's a suitness. If ever it's going to suit us to get a strong team out, and then those talks of around the football being put in the middle, but that was, I think, placated by the the bringing back of the promotion from the junior and intermediate, and, and still holding off on the relegation. So, from personal level with me, I'd say, from where we are, I'd love to see it. From a player's point of view, a dual player would definitely love to see it. No, I'm not saying the lads in Aroga, Raffili would be would be gone if they don't play hurling. So. The, the the one size doesn't doesn't fit all unfortunately but definitely from a hurling point of view I I I'd be gone for it anyway. Yeah, I think it's a, a pretty good idea. Yeah. It's something I'd like to see happening. I think more on a long term basis because my argument would be whoever wins the senior hurling championship, all right, like it gives you the couple of weeks to enjoy the celebrations first and foremost, and then give yourself another whatever length of time it is. You have probably you could be looking at a six week build up to a club championship. Um, if if there was a club championship going ahead, which there isn't this year in Leinster, but um, I, I certainly think there will be a scope to go back training and then ahead of that, and then get some more competitive games in from teams in other counties. Joe, what what do you think about the whole format? Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, I was actually going to when you mentioned the first day, I was actually you know Stevie hit the nail on the head from a name point of view. I remember talking to uh, Ned Kane for years, and Ned. You know, when things kind of were, were a little bit touch and go in breed in terms of, not, not touch and go, uh, just, you know, things were maybe difficult, but all the, you know, pulling and dragging in terms of, um, you know, the logistics, basically, because when you had the three football clubs, I suppose we even find it in, you know, Ballinkill, we have two football clubs feeding into feeding into the uh, scene and, you know, it's very hard managed. Um but I think, yeah, I think it's something that definitely should be looked at uh, in terms of managing games and managing players. And we do have, um, you know, I, I got a text off one player this year who came, came back to us after a little while out. And I thought the words in it were very, you know, sad in some ways, but kind of really, you know, accurate in other ways where, he, you know, he described being kind of held ransom to, to train and, and, you know, to you know, ransom to a game schedule as well in terms of, you know, he was kind of only playing one code and it was kind of, especially in Carlo, with a limited number of games and you were kind of training forever, you know, for a couple of games and then they were ran off. In other years, I won't ask quick as this, but relatively quickly too. Um, so I think, you know, and he mentioned this about, you know, a format like this where you know your your, your schedule and your time of year and you can, you can peak for that certain time and you can train for that certain time and then he knows then that you know, you can, I won't say live life and concentrate on the rest of the things and the other time. So I think it's definitely something to be explored. I mean, I know, look, I know, let's call it spade a spade. You know, the football is still going on there. The likes of Aero, you mentioned Aero, just pick them as an example. I know, like, they played Ballymun Kickham the other night, you know, like, they're tipping away. You know, they're not really 
they might have not cross over here and there with like Sean Gannon and a couple more maybe playing a bit of hurling. But you know, they're in the away as well. So you know, the, the football solely clubs and even say take the likes of Fenner, I know Kilavin as well, just again I know for an example that they're able to work away, you know, at, at times now without you know, or without the without the hurlers as such, um, they will happen some of the time, but you know, they're realistic that they have enough players there who are single code who are able to train away. Stuff. So let's, um, I suppose, crack on to, to Saturday and you have that huge encounter between Ballin Killen and uh, Bainton Sound Gale, 6.45 in, in, in what's called in Park. Um, Joe, you've kind of touched on it a little bit and Stephen, you touched on it a little bit by, by saying there's a, a big absentee. Uh, Alan Cork, we believe, is out with um, an ankle injury for Bainton Sound. Yeah. Okay, well, I suppose... Um, sorry, Steve, work away, you work away. Uh, okay, yeah, well, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, all I can see is the two of you is at a door now. You go, I oh, know, go on, you go on, I oh, know, you're all right, you're all right, you're all right. Joe, go on, you go first. You go this time. Oh, Jesus Christ. Make <laughs> up your mind, lads. <laughs> okay, I go this time, I go this time. So, um, look, I suppose, uh, look, we're hearing all these sort of things who's in, who's out, you know, whoever. Um, Look, and I suppose the Ballon Killen, I suppose I put my Ballon Killen hat on here. Like, you know, all we're focusing on is, I suppose, the old cliche, you know, whatever 15 Bagnestown send out, um, that's what we have to focus on. Obviously, look, if he is out, um, he'll be a massive loss in terms of what you know, he brings to the table to them, in terms of, you know, just his experience, his hurling, you know, everything. You know, a huge player. I mean, I think, you know, commands respect in not only every club in the county here but outside it for for his years of you know sterling performances for the county so he he will be a huge loss but look we're not you're going to hear different things you know i'm sure there's rumors circulating about who we do and don't have as well and who's in or who's out as well but um yeah it will be a massive game obviously kind of a a local derby but i mean look everything in, in carlo hurling is a local derby and everyone has has you know and I suppose no one says score set that's the wrong word we've moved on past all that sort of stuff but you know there's always kind of those still kind of bragging rights as well um, but look I think Bagnestown Bagnestown both teams will target the game you know um, you know let's be let's be realistic here I suppose that uh, going on the last couple of years you'd have to put uh, Mount Leinster Rangers and, and St Mullins um, maybe up a little bit and then there's kind of the three of us then are, are going to be fighting for two semi-final spots Sorry for for the other two semi final spots. So I think it'll be a game that obviously we're targeting, and I know Bagnestown will probably be targeting as well, big time, uh, in in terms of trying to get a result. Um, I suppose from a Ballon Killing point of view, I suppose the only things I can say is that you know, um, we 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 are minus a couple of players too. You know, from last year, I suppose let's let's talk about that as well. We're, we have a couple of uh, lads out with injury, and you know, different things. But I think we're down kind of four of a panel from last year. Um, we have a couple of good young chaps that are after stepping back up and I suppose um, you know we, we have one or two players returning as well so um, but take, look things will happen like that but Alfie will be a massive loss um, to them but I suppose uh, like I said I think uh, I think for us again given the Ballon perspective I think given how we finished off the year last year um, maybe disappointingly you know we kind of had had a an early day against Rangers and, you know, we won't even talk about the the, the, the match against Sam Mullins, you know, it's probably one that we look back on with, you know, saying what if again, but uh, I think our lads will be again, will be looking to go out and kind of, you know, hit the ground run really uh, on, on, on Saturday evening and to, to trade points and, you know, try to build on that. Um, 
you know, I think, I, 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 and I, th- I think, you know, again, I know Bagnestown have played a couple of matches and they're tipping away nicely as well. But I think we'll have that little bit of experience. Um, and, you know, I think that's a couple of extra years hurling at senior level for our younger lads um, and for the not so younger lads now. Uh, might be the little bit of a difference here and there across the pitch because there, there is a step up in, in difference from the intermediate coming back up to senior. And, um, you know, for a good few of the younger Bagnestown lads, maybe not having hurled at senior uh, club level, um, you know, it might take a little bit. It might take a couple of years to, to make that, a, not a couple of years, a year or two to make that step up again. So I think maybe we'll have that little bit of an edge. But um, I suppose on the big plus side, you know, it's in the great have those five teams back up and hopefully six or seven. I mean, I was reading an article, I think it was about 2008, where I was on about the seven senior clubs in Carroll, you know, and you're, you're kind of thinking back, Jesus, you know, wouldn't we be delighted now if we could get another one up and make it six even, you know, so, but it's good, it's good to have Bagnestown back. Um, but I suppose that with my bell and killing hat on, I, I definitely have to be uh, plumping for ourselves here. Um, I, I think it'll be a tight game, but I think we'll get over the line all right, yeah. Did you get a ticket for yourself? Oh, absolutely, Kev, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, I, think, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think Tim Bourne is selling Willy Wonka bars in the shop out there. I think there's tickets in some of them. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, a big, yeah. it's a big headache. I was, I was chatting to Pat Cody during the week. Now, I don't know if circumstances have changed, but I think at the time he didn't have a ticket. And you're looking at a man who was selector, I suppose, mm-hmm. with, um, with the club in the county final two years mm-hmm. ago and uh, a staunch club man. And I'm not saying that's a criticism of Sam Wollens. They drew lots or whatever it was. And uh, but yeah, it's a massive bloody headache. Yeah, well, we're going to Michelin Friday on uh, Saturday night now. We're, we're going to sort out the tickets there tonight, hopefully. Obviously, you wouldn't have probably a big crowd going to an intermediate match, but um, look, we'll, we'll cross that bridge tonight when we we'll get there. Um, back to the Bagness on Ballon Killen game. I'd be interested to see, I'd be interested to see how. The young lads from Bagnestown on the way up to Jack McCullers, Darren Owens, um, Skippy Boulder's lad there. Just see how they adapt to senior hurling. Um, especially it's a, a local derby then as well, that, that added thing as well. So, um, yeah, Styler there still. and Alfie will be a huge loss if he's out. Um, like the leadership qualities he brings to a team and even a county team can't be underestimated. Uh, but the thing about it is, Playing beside them, lads will have learned. If they're going to learn, it's a, that's a, it's a pity for these young lads that he could miss it for a good good part of the championship because he's he's just been outstanding and a, a role model on and off the field for for anyone interested in GA, both locally and nas- nationally. So we're well, killing the young lads in as well that that are probably as Joe says have a year or two more experience and. Um, I remember last year, Kevin, we were coming back from the, the ladies' match up in Longford. We had to pull in the ditch in Timahoe to listen to the last five minutes of the, the match with Ballon Killen and Sam Mullins. That's right, and, um, the, you kind of got that feeling when, when Mouse got the ball, it was going to be a goal, and that changed the whole aspect of it. That's, that's the, the thin margins in a, a knockout game. I know this is not knockout, but it would be a great boost to either Bagnestown or Ballon Killen to to get two points in the bag and take, give yourself a, a bit of leeway. If the match is going to be game game week on week. Hopefully, we'll bring the other three teams up. And that's not saying, like, Ballon Killen should have had Sam Wunds beaten last year. Bagnestown really beat Munich Rangers in semi-final a couple of years ago. Just doesn't... Knockout games are the 
a puck of a ball either way, but um, it'd be interesting. As I said the young lads from Bangladesh, like Jack Dyle, I couldn't believe, was still minor. I've seen him playing a match, a practice match blown in in the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago, and I've seen him coming in and I says, Holy God, like, I, I, I thought this chap should be gone senior at this stage, but he's still underage. So I'd be interested to see Jack McCullough where he where he plays now, but he, with the physicality of Choo Choo, he's a kind of a similar type of player. I wonder what they book cards at some stage during the game. Maybe they won't, but um, and it'll be interesting to see where Chocho is playing if he, if he is playing for Sam or for Alan Killen, uh, because he must have a bundle of energy pent up there from three or four months there of no no games being played. So it'll be interesting to see. Right, so intermediate uh, championship lads, uh, Stephen, you mentioned um, Nave Reed versus Nave One. Obviously, that's out in in Michel on on Saturday evening and. Is this an opportune time for Nairbury coming up from um, a championship winning team last year, Intermediate B? Um, all the guys are there together. You've had big numbers. Richie Dyle, a big name, only 29 years of age, probably would have been centre back for Kikenny for a decade, I'd say, if, if injury didn't kind of get in the way. But that's that's a great guy to have over your team, especially at intermediate level. Yeah, and like I would have known, I would have known who Richie was growing up, as in, like, you'd be always looking over the, over the border and seeing who's. Up and coming hurlers that that was his father in, in back thirty years ago. Himself and John Lawler were on the fringe of the Kilkenny teams in the seventies and early eighties. And uh, when he came along there, now when he's a uh, lovely lad, like but they like, just cruelly tortured with injuries. And like he's he's a, he's a very good trainer, and he's done so far with the boys. Like he has the boys buying into it. There's a lot of young lads after enough minor. Uh, there's a lot of lads in that 18, 17, 18, 19 category uh, that, you know, they're, they're sponges, they need information, they need the right information at the right time and he's given it to them bit by bit and I, I'm very impressed with him so far and now look, we'll be down a couple of lads with injuries over the weekend, I think, looking like it, we, we, we don't know until this evening but uh, there's always injuries when you have a panel of, you have a panel of 30 or 32 training, that's not... Injuries are not going to be a problem, as in you'll still have a good core to start and play or five subs as well. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because I, I the, we've had more work done this year, like any other club, I suppose, have more work done as well without playing games. We played two practice games, and like everyone got plenty of game time in the two games against we played Paulstone and Ballin Hill, uh, different various those strong teams, and there was we pitted both four teams in, in different ways where it was similar players on both sides. So, um, yeah, it'd be, it's a bit into the unknown as in with a few lads kind of stepping up and a bit similar to the Bagnestone lads, the, the young lads coming up. You're looking to see what they're going to, what's going to be like at adult level for them because the good minor, uh, good underage player, how quick he adapts to adult hurling and will know a lot by Eight o'clock on Saturday, eight o'clock, half eight Saturday evening. How how that that goes, and uh, like Michael, they probably have presumed a few lads regretted that are on the way back down. Senior, they'll have they'll be a good Michael's second team. Will be no pushover, and anyone thinks that uh, will be found wrong very quickly. And like we played them two, I think it was two years ago in intermediate, or three in the intermediate semi final in in um, in Fenna, and just got out by the pin of her. Collar, it was just it was nothing in it, so and I, I don't expect it to be a puck of a ball in it again on the weekend. 
Yeah, so tomorrow night, uh, well, uh, as a recording, we'll, we'll say Friday night, just for the purpose of when, when the programme is released, um, you have Carlton versus one of the Surrenders, and again, similar to Michael, Rangers never had a bad second team, and I remember one year in particular, I'd be saying, Jesus, if Rangers' second team was letting the senior championship, you'd be serious, serious contenders, like, you know, in semi-final stages, if that was to be the case. Obviously, it's not, and it never will be, but um, a, a big game against Carlton. Are Carlton kind of similar, Joe, to Nair Breed in that, Maybe there's a few boys now we might see hurling. Like Sean Gannon is one of the best hurlers in the county as well as footballers, but we don't really get to see him hurl that often. Yeah, lots of lads there. I mean, Lisa Connor and Aller and these lads uh, <clears throat> who we, we maybe would know maybe more in recent years as a as a footballer. But obviously, he played county hurling at underage minor. Actually, hurled I think with you, Kevin. I think he was your year minor. Um, Connor, sure. maybe or the year before or year yeah, after. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, and hurling senior, I think under Paddy Mish as well. Um, but yeah, Carrolltown might benefit from it. Um, I suppose maybe you'd be hoping that that the time was used well, as I say in there. Um, I suppose maybe it might be a slight difference there, as sometimes it can be harder, you know, harder get players maybe in, in to, to get in there and get training. And apart from even the logistics of it, you know, sometimes it can be a, a bit of a mindset that they're trying to change in there. But um, like last year, I was very impressed with them. The beat as well, intermediate the semi-final um, Stephen was actually out of it as well um, you know and the beat as well they've had some very nice hurling you know a couple of Englishes and a few more they're hurling very well and um, there's a couple of young players as well uh, you know which is good to see from a Carlton point of view I think they will benefit from it um, I know that they have been training I've heard uh, you know evidence of it where they're getting decent enough numbers in there and getting things going um, I suppose the only the good, the thing, the good thing going in there, you know, on their side of things as well as the as well as name breed is that like, you know, you're, you're not losing anyone. You know, if anything, you're pulling up. Um, I know Carrotown have pulled out a junior this year, so rather than trying to spread themselves thin, um, you know, they'll have a decent panel there, and and you know, which both themselves and name breed will have over any other team where they're not going to lose any player barring to injury really over the course of the five weeks. So I suppose even take, you know, Stephen. Is involved obviously too, maybe with the neighbouring juniors or myself with the Ballon Killing juniors. Whereas, you know, we're talking about a game at the weekend for ourselves, say, ourselves, our second team, but we don't know who's going to be gone, you know, the night before sort of thing, which throws things into disarray. Um, so I think, yeah, I think Carlotown, um, I, I, I probably would put Nabreed a little bit ahead of them in terms of, in terms of, of, of I won't say head to head, I know they're not necessarily playing the weekend, but. Um, I think, uh, like what you said, there Rangers. I suppose are use use the intermediate team for you know they have a great mix there. Um, you know, a lot of their older heads like they don't just sign off at senior level. Uh, you know, after long years of service, generally they they pl- plow a year or two into intermediate to kind of work with the younger lads, which is fantastic to see and what clubs need to have really uh, to benefit the younger lads coming up. And then obviously the Rangers have had phenomenal underage success in the last couple of years as well. Um, you know, so they they all always have a lovely blend, you know. And there were there were finalists last year. Um, Bagginstown beat them in the final. If that I think, yeah, I'm correct thinking that. Uh, you know, in a close game, and they're always there thereabouts in as well. Um, you know, and I, I think it's actually one of the championships where there's a lot of fine hurling in it. Let's go. Let's go to the granddaddy of them all, where where it all goes down, the junior hurling championship, and uh, Sunday evening, of course. Um, that's when that's when all that kicks off. Um, I see Ballin Killen down to play. Rangers over in Kilbride at six o'clock. You have Navon and St Patrick's in Michel also at six. I think they're all six o'clock games actually. Um, St Mullins are home to Palatine, and Nairbreed are due to be 
at home to uh, Bindus Town Gales in a little local derby. Joel, come to you first. Are you talking? Um, I might, I might have to. We were minus a goalie or two, so uh, I'd be number sixteen. I'd say. But uh, I'd say number 16 water by and selector. So, uh, but I uh, know we're, we're lucky enough this year. Numbers are, are good. We've got a few younger lads coming through. So, um, you know, hopefully we won't have to. But uh, sure, look, it's good to be involved anyway. So, yeah, I suppose Pal are down there again. Uh, just without previewing the games individually, really, you know, Pal would fancy their chances. Tolo, you know, again, the standalone teams uh, because they're losing, they're losing no player. Um, and Pal obviously have that kind of, Good physical element that they always bring to it uh, as well, which sometimes is enough to get them over the line. Um, um, but yeah, we we we're starting off on on Sunday evening over in Kilbride, um, and uh, I think that'll be a, a humdinger of a game. Kil- uh, Burn Rangers are obviously a common club, and they're looking to push to make the breakthrough as well. Um, lots of good hurlers over there, lots of good young hurlers. Like I mean, people. Maybe you mightn't see it, but they, they, they supply a lot of a lot of fantastic hurlers to the underage scene in Carlow, and they're slowly filtering through the minor panels, you know, under 17 the last couple of years, and you know they, they will make a breakthrough very soon. I know they have a couple of old stagers, like I think Jarrett Bulger is probably talking out on the edge of the square again um, this year, and he's a phenomenal hurler, and you know gives absolutely everything to the club over there. Um, but yeah, so we've had a few ding dong battles with them. Yeah, you were talking, Steve. Uh, hopefully not. Um, uh, it's been my own fault if I am, if you put that way, for both reasons. But um, yeah, look, hopefully we have enough to get out the game. I'll wear number 16 as usual, as, as Joe says there. I, I spent a good bit of time in that with the county. I think it was my best position with the county. <laughs> um, yeah, our, our side, like, Sam Hoops can be great. You did less damage at 16, apparently. Correct. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sam Mullins can regret I think nearly basically a, a lot of the team won last year because they, were, they would have been going to a, a grade where they had a team so that's going to make them very strong to be hurling mad down there anyway Pals as Pals as you said like the the if the likes of Liam Kenny and them boys are playing they'll be a serious proposition or first team Bank of Gales very strong team last year running a goal behind four points I think they lost the, the final to to Sam Mullins and Rangers great they're putting over third team which is a great great achievement though them as well like in a similar area to Sam Mullins um, so look we'll have a, as I said the young lads come up from minor with any of them don't play Saturday night we'll be playing Sunday night and we'll have to build a, build a house around it, them foundations so uh, yeah it's going to be be tough but like it's it's ideal the other side Burn Rangers total off first teams like I seen Tola last year, there's some cracking forwards. So I had it there. They could put on a jersey in an intermediate senior game and wouldn't look place. And I haven't seen Burn Rangers in an adult game yet, but I know they're building strong. And uh, look, that's great for the future, Carlo Hurling. And uh, the fact that the junior league last year got kind of a bit mixed up and was played a game here and a game there. It's great this year. There's a structure there. If that was played junior hurling, he has four games in four weeks. We get to the next round or show, if not, to hang up the hurl for the rest of the year and give her a job done. But um, no, that's great. More important, I think, than actually the, the senior or intermediate. I think that's the junior lad, that's the casual hurler, gets to play games on a regular basis because it's either the lad on the way up or the lad on the way down from playing senior, possibly if you have, if there's two teams in a club. And uh, as I said, Rangers, it's great. Simon Lynch, Rangers, like they'd record these lads, they're always got, they'll play intermediate and they'll. 
they'll bring on any of the young lads like Savage. You know, it's great to, like Alfie to be playing along, alongside a lad like Edward Cordy or whoever. So, um, yeah, hopefully I won't be playing. As I said, if I am playing, it will be my fault. <laughs> Good stuff. Listen, lads, great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks very much.